The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who is your favorite butt of all of them? I mean, we know who that is. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be DJ Reader. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's got yeah, yeah, to be up there. You know, yeah, it's just right. like, give me big, give me oh, big. I would love to see DJ Reader in your red pants, man. They look good. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're back, baby. DJ Reader tried on those red pants. They split in half. They, yeah. don't lo- they no longer exist. They're we gone. are going with a khaki. khaki today, a darker khaki. Darker khaki. Right. I like it, though. I do. It's a good look for you. Yeah, look at you checking yourself out in the monitor. What's up, everybody? Chris Sims unbuttoned here. Ahmed Farid, Chris Sims hanging out. We're going to talk some ball. Not about big butts today. It's going to be more about speed and aggression. Yeah. Right? And tackling and short area explosiveness and all that type of stuff. Big Linebackers hits. and safeties. Big hits, right? Uh, and, hey, interesting discussions, I think, to be had about the state of those positions and where they are in today's NFL, too. It's uh, So, either way, it, it'll be a good conversation. But uh, what's up, man? You doing good? Can I do this? Normally, we clap at the end of the pod. Right. You want to clap it up now? I want to clap it up now because Chris Sims has done the impossible oh, once again. That's what we're clapping up. He, You're right. Let's clap that shit up. He has finished looking yeah. at tape upon tape, ignoring Ooh. his family for what? Two months now. Well, about. it's been a good, like, I guess what it is. What is it? Six weeks? Five weeks, really, when the process starts, yeah. right? Somewhere between... 180 and 200 players right in that range there. Basically, I was kind of like roughly counting in my head last night because yeah. it was such a relief. Like when I got done, I was literally like, oh, oh, man, you mean like tomorrow after I do the show and then do a podcast that I'm not going to have to come home and go, OK, let me sit down in my office and I got to crank out eight or 10 guys here. Or I'm going to be in big trouble. So that's where it's great. And now I just feel good, too, and free to talk about the draft and totality and yeah. everything. So it's awesome. And as Pete notes, yes. you wake up tomorrow. You got no one to scout. It's 420. Yeah. It's, like the, it's like the Chris Sims day. Oh, it is a great day. And I, I'm like, no joke, was thinking about calling in sick tomorrow. Yeah. And when I got done yesterday with my thing, I was like, damn, I really haven't taken a day off in like six weeks, right? Yeah. Where like you were talking about, like even on Sundays, I was sitting there like, you know, have a cup of coffee with the wife. She makes me breakfast. I'd go sit at the computer to watch film and she would bring me breakfast. So, I mean, it's been like that to where with it 420 on a Thursday, I know next week I'm going to do five days in a row. We're going to do something oh, Thursday draft, night. I yeah. also am going to do the Friday morning PFT show. So I was like, Maybe tomorrow 
Uh, I've been a little tired lately too because the you pollen and allergies. No, you have been tired. You I were, know you were sneezing before the podcast here and coughing. Yeah, right. So I was tired. like, uh, you know, maybe I'll call in sick tomorrow. We'll I'll see. So I'll, I'm gonna thank you. I'm gonna think about that as the day goes on. You're not done yet though because you have scouted them. You've looked yeah, at all the tape. Right. Maybe every guy, almost every guy who will be drafted this year, which is amazing. I'm, I'm gonna just say this too: no one else is doing that in this in this business in this industry. Thank you. You know, there are some guys that are looking at the top guys. I think, and maybe some at some positions, but I would venture a guess that you have looked at more tape than almost any TV analyst out there. Well, so. thank you. There's a few out there that I think beat me, but I uh, I do appreciate that. And yeah, I you know, hey, again, I'm not saying I'm always right, but I'm going to work and, and try and I love it and it's passion and all that. Uh, have I watched as many guys as maybe Daniel Jeremiah? No. Sure. He's way down the yeah. list, but he's an expert. Mel Kuyper, they've beaten me, certainly. Right? But I think after that, yeah, I can start to be like, Lance Zerline, he's another guy, NFL.com, right? He's beat me for sure. Uh, but yeah, after that, I can start to go, ah, I might be up there after that. Yeah. <laughs> and you have your unique take, of course. And that's why everyone tunes in. And that's why we do these lists. And that's why we finish it today with two positions. Yeah. So right at the end, don't, don't hang it up yet. Don't relax. Don't take your foot off the gas because we have linebackers and then we have safeties. So we'll get to safeties. That'll be our last group. And let's just get into linebackers sure. right away here. And let's take a look back at kind of – the first round guys from the last few drafts right. here because I saw a tweet circulating out on, on Twitter that equated drafting a running back in the first round to the same as maybe drafting a linebacker. Maybe we're missing something that it ain't that smart to take a linebacker high up. And there are a few that have panned out, of course, sure. Michael Parsons, who's become more of an edge than a linebacker yeah, here, but was definitely. drafted as a linebacker. Yes, he was. But you do look at some of the names, you're like, oh, yeah, probably not a first-round guy. So right. what do you think about that idea that maybe linebacker, you got to pump the brakes on first-round guy? Well, yeah, I, I don't know if I necessarily will buy into that. We definitely have some ones on here that have worked out and are pretty good, right? You know, I know we have a list that's available. We have some notable okay busts or whatever else but you know when you talk about linebackers drafted in round one of the last six drafts mm-hmm. right last year quay walker yeah he was a little underwhelming devin lloyd no looked good micah parsons like you said superstar and he was drafted as a stand-up linebacker like you're talking about nobody yeah. knew how good of a pass for sure it was just like ooh, he can rush the passer but he's a stand-up linebacker right so zavin collins there's some work to be done uh, Yasmin Davis for the Washington, yeah, that, those are two that I would say, yeah, we still have a little bit of like, oh, I'm not sure, you know, Isaiah Simmons, the freak of nature, right? Who we all thought that this could be a possible conversation we were having with Isaiah Simmons. That was the problem with Isaiah Simmons. Where does he fit in? Where does he fit in? He played all these positions in college. I don't know, right? So there's that. But you know, Kenneth Murray. He's been pretty good. Jordan Brooks has been really good yeah. from that 2020 draft. Patrick Queen has been good, you know. Um, and, and then you get into the next draft of 2019. Before that, Devin White uh, has really throughout his career been really good. Yes. Agreed. Last year was a down year. Devin Bush, no. Disappointment. Roquan Smith in 2018, superstar. Tremaine Edmonds, really, really damn good. Leighton Ed- Vander Esch, uh, it's been pretty good. You know, there's a neck and an injury history there that scares you. You got Rashawn Davis, right? That's dis- Rashawn Evans, excuse me. That's that disappointing a little bit. Gerard Davis, 
same thing, disappointing, yeah. but a neck injury, I think that plays into that too. And then you have Ruben Foster to cap it off where there was a lot of things that played into that not developing or working out. Yeah, going over it like that, so there's certainly some busts in there, but yeah. there are some players there's that more you than your, I think maybe definitely that take it that tweet spot. gave it credit for. I, I, I agree. They right. would take him at that spot once again. So this is how linebacker has changed throughout the years, though, is that yeah. – when I was growing up, right. it was Chris Spielman. Exactly. Neck roll. Right. Leader of the defense. Right. Takes Ed, on fullbacks and smashes running backs as they come through the hole, right? Junior Seau, leader right. of the defense. That's how I grew up. Harry Carson. I mean, he was like this guy that was 265-pound middle linebacker, you know, who could just kill anybody. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the era we grew, grew up in. But it's evolving. It's different. The two positions we're talking about today are dramatically different than the, the era we grew up in. They are. So what do they ask linebackers to do now? Well, like our old school middle linebackers in that body, they don't even play middle linebacker anymore. They play defense end. Mm. You know, your Byron Youngs and all these guys that we talked about is like edge linebacker stand up. Like that was a stand up linebacker at one point. But now we've gone, hey, let's just make him a defense end. He'd be really explosive off the edge. You know, our old school our old school safety has now become the linebacker, really, in a lot of ways, right? Uh, 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 the safety now is a little bit more of a – it's not a traditional Jamal Adams, Derwin James type of thing. Those are rare now. Like, yeah. whoa, 220, 230, you know, can hit and play like that? No, now we're seeing safeties 205, 195, because it's like, no, no, no. We can't just have them playing free safety the whole game. You know, there's certain personnel sets that we're going to see in this game this week where he's going to match up and play a little man-to-man, or I might have to put him down in the box, and he's going to help out in the run game, right? So it's become different that way to where you're seeing these safety is no longer Ronnie Lott, you know. You know the Jamal Adams and Derwin James, they're rare. It's now almost like, Nickel corner safety, strong safety, it's all been kind of mixed together. Yeah. It's like three positions in one almost. And it's because of the modern day offenses and the things we talk about all the time. You know, hey, they're in a smash mouth running set. Oh, wait, now these two tight ends, they're good in the pass game. They're split out. Oh, and the running back, McCaffrey, was in and he's split out. We don't have enough guys to cover. So our free safety, who we want to just backpedal, no, we need them to cover somebody here, man-to-man, whatever. That's what's being, you know, it's the versatility of offensive attacks right now, the versatility of running backs and tight ends especially that I think has changed the receiver safety market Mm. uh, along with the slot receiver on offense has changed these two positions drastically. Watching some of the highlights of these linebackers and safeties, they do look smaller They're smaller. You're like, wow, this guy's tiny. Yeah. It seems like out no. there. Some, some of them may be bigger than they appear on film, but. No, you're right. I mean, again, you know, we're going to be talking about linebackers or where I'd go, no, that's Jamal Adams is that size. And he's, the, you know, a top linebacker in the draft. Or we're going to be talking about some safeties in the stuff where I'm going to go, he looks like a corner. I mean, I wrote that down like I felt like a hundred times going through the safety thing. Mm. Another guy that looks like a corner but it's playing safety or nickel or whatever else, right? So it is a different – it's speed and versatility is a little bit more of a thing, I think, right there when you talk about these positions. And some people have more speed and versatility than the others. Yes, they And that's do. why we rank them. That's One right. to five. We'll start with the linebackers. We'll get to the safeties here in a second. Uh, the linebacker group is interesting. You look at consensus out there, there's not a whole lot of guys middle of the first round even, even end of the first round. It seems like these guys are more – top of the second round maybe can sneak into the I first so. round I situation. So. so when you saw them overall, 
Is that your analysis of uh, of the linebacker talent? I think talent? that's fair, Amon. I think it is. I think when when I really look at that, and I and again, I, I you know, it, it might lead to not the sexiest talk today because I think we got a lot of good players. I don't think there's a first rounder in the linebacker or safety group. Hmm. I don't think it exists. But I think you said it right. I think there's. You know, it doesn't mean, again, we just don't have freaks or the bona fide superstar or prototypical guy we like at the position, right? There's no like, oh, whoa, that's Roquan Smith. Oh, oh whoa, okay, that's a can't miss. I've seen 10 plays. Let's just move on. He's awesome. That's not, that doesn't exist, right? Um, you know, same thing with the safety position. It's just, it's not there this year. I would be shocked if anybody goes in the first round. I think, like you said, it's more of a, it starts to get unlocked around pick 35, 40, and then we can start to see some of these guys go off the board anywhere from 35 to 85. I think you'll start to see a run at these two positions. So it's cool. So if you're a fan of any team out there in the NFL, you have a chance to maybe grab any one of these guys because they could go anywhere from end of the first to middle of the second to yeah. end of the second right. to top of the third. And so let's get into it. Your linebacker rankings for 2023 for the draft, you have – Two wait, how many guys do you have in tier one here? I we win three guys in wow. tier one. Yeah, three there's guys no in stand one. Uh, one guy like we've had at other positions where I go, no, this is clearly the guy. There's no Bijan Robinson yep. or Jalen Carter here, right? You know, I got a guy that's number one, but the, the other two guys that are in this class with him too, you know, yeah, they're they're in this class and yeah, his his margin of, you know, uh how much better he is than the other two is not that great for me to not put them all in the same tier here. All in the same tier. All in the same tier. But they all can't be number one. No, they You're cannot. Your number one linebacker in the year 2023 is. Dayon Henley, Washington State. Okay. Right? You know me. I do have a type, right? I am. And I love guys that can hit and are big more times than not. But, you know, again, this is not that age in football anymore. And especially in that, this position. This is your... This is now really your prototypical every down middle linebacker. Dayon Henley from Washington State, first off, has the body I love. I mean, he's just a rocked up muscle, right? Extremely explosive. You know, and one of the first things I wrote down is like, this is my kind of dude right here. You can see right away there's high level twitchiness, explosiveness in the athlete, right? Plays with a reckless physical abandon that you know that I just think is necessary. You know, again, when we talk about the top linebackers in football, they all have that. You know, I know there's some other ones that are good and whatever else, and I'm going to go, ooh, you know what's missing from that guy? Well, he doesn't just doesn't, you know, like Roquan Smith and Fred, and Fred Warner, right? This is who I think of. They're just, they see a hole, they run through it. They don't care if the Mack truck is there or if it's little Tweety Bird. They're going through it. They're going to go through it. And, oh, wait, there's a guard coming in. I'm, I'm, I don't even hesitate. I go and smash him. And I, go, I act like I'm the guy that's 100 pounds bigger. That, to me, is what's needed the position. And that's what this guy has. He plays with more of a, you know, a reckless physical style, downhill style that I love. Right? It was the best I saw. He's a ball hawk sideline to sideline. He can play in the, between the tackles, too, for a smaller guy. Now, it's not perfect. Are there some plays you're going to see where he, ha he can't get off a block the way you'd like? Okay, sure. Yeah, there is some of that. Right, but he does play. He can navigate through the trash, which is one like. And what I mean by that, Ahmed, is like, you know, hey, it's uh, it's it's like block down, block down. Now there's a pulling guard, and you know he's kind of like, whoa, okay, wait, I gotta, all right, wait. There's somebody tried to come up to the second level and get me. Okay, wait, now here's the guard. Oh, I can kind of get through him and still be in the hole and ready to make the tackle. Right, 
So he can do that. He can kind of move and navigate through the blocking schemes to make the tackle, let alone can take on the box and do that. For 225, he's actually very good at that. You know, I'm big into can he shuffle down the side, you know, sideline, you know, sideline to sideline to stay in the gap, keep your shoulders square, right, to keep your gap integrity. I thought he was very good at that. His instincts, you know, I found were really good. Um, I, I thought he was a natural ball hawking made for the NFL middle linebacker. You know, I think really, again, some of the negative plays were maybe a little too over aggressive or not getting off blocks or going like, you know, oh, wait, I might have been able to run through the C gap. That's where I should have got where I should be. But I thought my speed was good enough to kind of run through the B gap and catch him. Oh, I missed him. Right. But those are things, again, that's teachable. That's learnable. I didn't have a problem with that. Obviously, I like the guy. Uh, you know, and for his size, I just I said he rarely gets swallowed up. You know, he's very impressive from that standpoint. And, uh, yeah, you talk about matching up with backers out of the backfield or slot receivers or all that. That's the other part that you got to think about with these guys, right? Middle linebackers no longer – first off, look at his freaking body, right? He did a backflip. He's, he's cut out of steel. You can see it on film. And that's the way you got to be at the position. Um, but what was the point I was going to make? Oh, the slot receiver thing. Yeah. That's a real thing. And the fact that – just think about – you know, you're playing a zone coverage, and quarters is a real thing right now in the NFL to where teams find these ways to get you know, the Hunter Renfros or the Devontae Adams one-on-one against these middle linebackers, and they have all this room to operate. Well, you can't have Rick, you know, I mean, uh, Spielman in the middle against yeah, that anymore. Right. You can't. And sorry, as awesome as Spielman is, that wasn't his cup of tea. You're in trouble. So that's where you need a guy that – you know, has a history of being an athlete, and he's super twitchy, and he has an incredible 10-yard split and top-end speed and all that. So that's where I really loved him. And he's still learning the position. Sure. So that's where I, all of it, I just went, oh, this guy, is, it's, he's, he's a natural. He just got to keep playing it, and it'll, it'll even look more natural. Yeah, there's a lot to go on there. Yeah. So, he, I mean, he does. You watch the tape, and he finds gaps. It's almost like that balance like you talked about with other positions. He right. has a balance and an ability to find the gaps, blitz. Balance for sure. Right, you saw that, right? Where like people hit him and stuff, and you're like, oh, somebody's gonna block him and knock him on the ground there, and he, he, he gets stays through. up and then yes. runs and makes a tackle. Yep, able yeah. to pursue the running back, or the big quarterback on exactly a blitz. Right, exactly. Um, so, but the size, and, yeah. and will he be a weak side linebacker instead of a strong side? So PFF says yeah. Henley won't be a take on linebacker at his size. He's the kind of linebacker that excels with a free runway to ball carriers. Sure, so he definitely does that. Definitely. That pops. That pops on right. the tape. Uh, this is from. Lance Zerline at NFL.com, kind of mentioning what you said about sometimes he's maybe over-aggressive. With good speed and toughness, Henley's playing style can be described as more active than instinctive. Sure. I think he's talking about like what I was talking about there with the shooting the gaps. Yes. You know, I think he's a little bit just like he sees it and he's like, let me just go. I'm going to go get him. I can get him. I run 4-5 and I'm fast. Let me just tackle him. And it's just like, oh, no, no, no. That wasn't the time to go. Just shuffle and stay in your gap here, right? But – you know, again, I didn't find it to be something where I was like, oh, well, I got to drop him around. He went in the wrong gap here out of the 45 run plays. You know, he went in the wrong gap twice. Got to yeah. drop him around. No, no. Come on. Those are easy things to fix. No doubt about it. I don't, I don't, I don't worry about that. Um, and I think your point to the, yeah, you know, that's what he is. He's the linebacker you want to be free to just go get the guy with the ball. When I was in Tampa, we had guys like Derek Brooks, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's what he was. And, and just so everybody knows, 
I mean, Derek Brooks was like 228 pounds, 230, right around there, 6'1", 6'2", maybe. I think that, 6'1", maybe 235, and he started to get a little older. So, yeah, he's going to be the team, 4-3 team, right. that likes speed at linebacker, and uh, that's where he'll deliver. You're watching on Peacock or YouTube. His octagon is up right now. Very good in the 40-yard dash. Good 10-yard split, like you mentioned, Chris. Height, 14th percentile. Weight, 5th percentile. So he's just not that big guy, but he's physical. He's not afraid of contact. Twitchy and, he and explosive. Is quick and he gets to the ball carrier. That's right. Um, so he's also a pretty good dude, and he's a pretty good teammate that's, from what we hear. So he was, at Nevada. he was at Nevada for a couple of years. He did transfer to Washington State. I think we showed his stats there, too. Really took off a lot of tackles for losses at Washington State, kind of blossomed into the player who now could be the first linebacker off the board. Uh, but he's a good dude. And so Pete noted that his press conferences are must-see TV. Right. They were at Washington State. And so he's put together a montage of your number one linebacker's best moment in press conference. Awesome. How would you kind of pitch yourself? Like, you know, when you talk to these guys, and uh, what are your main selling points that you tell them? They're like, this is what I bring to the table. Uh, comic relief. Ball was coming, right? You know, obviously ball. So first thing I was thinking of the ball. Like ball, ball, ball. And then I'm taking, this is real in-depth right here. Second thought was catch it. You know? So I'm like, what happens if I don't catch it? Like my life is over. So I'm like, catch it, catch it, catch it. I'm a nice guy. Yeah, I, I would. You believe me? Well, yeah, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'll talk some trash. I'll talk some trash. I'm lying. Dayon, you look like you're in decent shape. Um, decent? Yeah. <laughs> my house is high my muscles. I've been showing how, how, them for y'all. Read the shirt. Can I say read them and, like, read them and weep? Does that work for this? Or is that just cards? Bold. Yeah, no, you got it. Bold. I don't know. What does that say? Bound. Bound. Bow, bound. It was very mid. It was very mid. I mean, uh, I could critique that right now, but I don't think that's... You know, I hear the Black Adam. I mean, I'm expecting Dwayne to just give me a better performance than what he did. No offense, Dwayne, but you could do better. You get in that meeting room, and I swear it's like a sauna. So immediately it's like I'm sweating, but I don't want to say I'm sweating because I'm not sweating because of the questions. I'm just sweating because you guys got the heat up. Is that it? I appreciate you guys. Stay beautiful. Oh. And some of those, if you're just listening, he's like in full shoulder pads. It's just right yeah, after a game. Yeah, right, and he's right. already just like, yeah. Into he's like, let's go do it right now. Comedy mode. Yeah. Uh, hey, you got to have that kind of personality. Middle linebacker, hey, quarterback of the defense, got to be a communicator. It's usually the leader of the football team, right? The other thing, I, you know, you know me, I like him. I like him with edge. I do. Yeah. And you see, you know, like he alluded to there in the little press conference, he talks. It's, it's important to him, he's emotional. You know, and I'm big into that. I really am. It, it more times than not shows up on films. And that's one of the few things I can gleam a little bit as a personality thing here without meeting these guys. And uh, I think that's part of, another part of the reason I really like the kid overall. He's your number one linebacker. You look at the consensus. He's maybe three or four, but as we mentioned before, all these guys are kind of close together. Sure, so. his size and his size is some teams they're not going to like it. They're going to they're, they're going to like and think he's a little small, um, you know. But but uh, yeah, I think there's plenty of teams that are going to really like him. That's for sure. Plenty of teams going to like your number two guy as well. Yeah, and he is Trenton Simpson, Clemson, right? Trenton Simpson. This is another guy. That's he's a specimen. A little taller than the last guy we just talked about at 6'2", you know. Looks taller on film, too. He's a little bit of a different build where you'd go like, 
you know, the last guy we talked about is a little bit more of a ball muscle. This guy, ball of muscle. This guy's a little bit more, you know, has a little bit of a length and, you know, speed look to him, uh, especially just as far as being linear that way. All right. And I think that's the first thing that jumps off jumps off about him. I he's mean, not, the speed is like he's, he's super fast, right? Yeah, it's real. We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. But his, the length of him, he's he's kind of a high tackler too, and he comes with a lot of power right at the chest of these running backs. He definitely does. He de- he's not the perfect player here, but what he is is there's there's two things: the speed, and I think the size combination is what I really like more than anything. Right? Okay, I would say he's a guy that I wish was a little bit more instinctive at times. Or there's times where you go, wait, there's the hole. Just go run through it and make the tackle. You got it. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, shoot your gun and go get the ball, right? There's some of that. There's no doubt about that. But you talk about sideline to sideline. I mean, he could be arguably the best in the draft in that. He might have that over the our guy we just talked about. All right. One-on-one tackler in space. I mean, I, I thought he was really good in those situations. And again, that's life for a linebacker a lot of times in the NFL too. Again, we just talked about it, whether it's covering a back out of the backfield. Ooh, I got to run out in the edge. They ran a toss sweep. It's me and Christian McCaffrey one-on-one. I got to make a tackle here, right? That's part of what they got to do too, not only just taking on guards in the in the trash, right? But it just has a nice blend of everything. I really didn't see anything that I went, ooh, was a negative about, you know, uh, his game overall. I think that's the big thing I like. Like I talked about, I wish there was a little bit more, you know, um, instinctive and maybe a little bit more of a recklessness that I like as far as, you know what I, I like? He's physical, but maybe not totally crazy like I like, right? Uh, he takes on box. He can stand his ground. He does throw his body around. I wrote, he throws it around more than some other guys we're going to talk about here later on. I don't want to give in any inklings here, but there's still, I wish, just a little bit more of that. But either way, you can see here, just if you're watching on our YouTube page, and I mean, it, this, this is a specimen of a person we're talking about and has all the things that you need to be good in the NFL. And I think the things that aren't that good, you know, he gets off box pretty well, I think are, again, are, are teachable teachable things he's young and he just got to keep playing and he's going to get better at the feel and what's needed at that position yeah as you mentioned he might be the best athlete of all the guys you're going to talk about here a former five-star recruit played running back and linebacker back in high school in charlotte north carolina we got him clocked at a 4-4-3 yeah right 40 so he is fast and pro football focus says the ability is there but the way simpson sees the game isn't quite yet he could benefit from a simplified role out of the gate taking a look at his heptagon and we have weight in the 33rd percentile, but everything else is above average, and that 40-yard dash is in the 97th percentile. Yeah, I mean, he's an athlete, but he's just he turns 22 in June, so you know he is younger. He is still learning the game. Whereas your number one guy, Henley, he yeah. turns 24 right. in November. Yeah, so. right, right. And and you know, I think the, the the what you said there that's true. You know what PFF said. I think that's a fair evaluation he doesn't have the natural ball hawking skills like the guy we just talked about right where the ball was snapped and it was just like he was going to get the ball right this guy maybe was a little bit like oh wait I gotta stay in my gap I gotta be worried and then there were some plays where he just went go get it it's there go don't worry about like staying in your gap still all of that you know but I still you know as a whole didn't have a problem with that you know, he sees the ball even when he's taken on blocks. He knows where the ball is, all that. He's not, he's a little stiffer because of his taller, and he's wired that way to where he doesn't fight through the trash, maybe the same way Deion Henley did, right? 
not only like fight through, you know what I mean, but just being able to kind of weave through like, oh, this guy almost got me, but I got lower, so I'm still here in a good position. Oh, wait, there's another guy. Let me kind of shuffle out of his way. Okay, here comes the running back. Let me make the tackle. You know, he's not as great in that area as even maybe some other guys that are behind him. But I'm more on to the, yeah, it's 6'2", it's 235, there's length, and I think he's a guy that's going to just – he, he's going to be 242 by the end of the, by the start of the season. These are again, these are growing young men. They haven't even filled out all the way yet. That's mm-hmm. you got to remember that too, to where that he's going to even be a bigger physical man as he goes forward here. And yeah, I just think between that and then hey, he's pretty good at getting off blocks and things like that. Um, it's uh, to me was the number two linebacker in this draft and the guy that yeah I was very comfortable with it I'm excited to see what he can do in the NFL a pretty effective blitzer when he was at Clemson 13 sacks in three seasons when he was there Uh, Brand Partial has a question for you he goes I like Trenton Simpson as an athlete but he struggles to take on interior O-linemen I think he might be a better fit at safety what is your view of Simpson at the next level yeah no I I think he's a linebacker all the way gain more weight yeah well gain, gain more weight you know who cares I mean 235 is plenty big for sure. NFL linebacker right now. We went through some teams and some rosters. There's a lot of guys, that, a lot of teams that got 235, 228 right. at linebacker. That's not that crazy anymore. No, I'm, as opposed to you know cutting weight and trying to play in the secondary. I mean, yeah, he's got the speed to play. He's got the something speed, like that. But. Right, right. But that's now you got to get into more even a more in depth coverage conversation and yeah. what you can do there. Right, right. And let me just say this: like the NFL is a little different. In college right now, right, the, the, everybody runs the spread. So the linemen are spread out too. It's very easy for linemen to get to the second level and do all that. And the NFL, there's going to be guys like, no, that's Fletcher Cox. We can't just like walk by him. We need two guys on him, right? There's Chris Jones there. You guys got to really block him. You can't just go, oh, we touched him and now we ran to the second level, right? It's different. There's going to be different alignments. He's going to have more talent around him. The game is not the same. You know, some of these plays where I look at it, you know, and you, you do, and again, that's, it's a real thing as far as what he's talking about there, right? Uh, but, 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 yeah, I think it's the college game and the way they play as well. And then sometimes it's, yeah, four linemen or it's three linemen and he's the only linebacker in there, right? I mean, Clemson plays a lot of three down fronts, and then they, somebody's in a spread – and the other two linebackers are kind of like cheated outside wide to get out by the slot receivers, and now he's there in the middle. And it's like, oh, well, I mean, whatever lineman wants to get up on him is going to be able to get up on him. There's a ton of space, right? right. So you got to take that into account too. That's where the game is different, and you got to be able to look at that. It's certainly not the greatest thing he does, but it's I, I specifically wrote down, you know, gets all blocks pretty well, plays in the trash well too. It's not just a space guy. Right. I wanted to make that clear because I saw plenty to go. No, he's okay here. This is not the perfect thing in the world. But, you know, two. what I also want to say and see, this is where the the smaller athletic guy always gets this like conversation. And I want to go. I, I, I'm, we're going to talk about some bigger guys. I'm going to they get blocked too, hmm. but we just don't talk about it because we see 240 or 245, and we go, oh, he's big enough. Doesn't matter. And I want to go, no, I can show you games where he's fucking blocked more than Trenton Simpson. He can't get off of it, right? Because he's not fast enough or quick enough sometimes to even get around it. But I, I think it becomes a little too much of a talking point sometimes with these type of guys. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, 
and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. In tier one, yeah. your number two linebacker, we're about to go to the final guy in your tier. And yeah. this, this is a player who is bigger than Trenton Simpson yeah. and bigger than many linebackers right. out there that line up uh, on the other side of the ball. Your number three running back for this year is? Linebacker. We're talking or, about linebackers here. Running back. It's all right. It's been a it's long season. Got, for, it's been a long season. It's scary at running back. You backs. know what? Maybe at the goal line, in goal line situation. Sorry, he I can gave do it, it away for the team that ever drafts. This linebacker is. <laughs> he could do it. Jack Campbell, <laughs> Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, Jack is, um, you know, now we're talking about more of our prototypical linebackers, right? 6'5", 249. Go through his rest of his numbers. Because I think they're worthy if, if, if you got them there. But Arm length? Are, yeah. Go through his 40, his 10, his, his vertical, and his three cone. His 40 is 4.65. Right. His 10-yard split is 1.59. All right. So you, that's good. I mean, 1.59. Again, that's better than Will Anderson, who everybody's saying is the first pick of the draft. The vertical jump is 37 and a half. Right. We've got his decagon out there, which I always like. I like it's a big gun, as Pete yeah. says here, and I like that because yeah. that means they tested. Yes, they went. They went to the combine or wherever they went. This is usually combine, right? Or it could be pro day too. Yeah, Did no, they take but some, some I think pro most day? of these are all. This is combine for sure. So you go there and you're like, I'm going to dominate in these, and he did. Yeah, 95th percentile in the three cone, 94th in the broad jump, 80. Yeah, he's just he is wow, big dude, athletic dude. Yes. Why he, why is he not number one? <laughs> well. And, and you know the other thing, the six seven four three cone, yeah, that's like insane good for that insane. That's like slot receiver good. Wow, yeah, that's insane. And that's where I mean, we're talking about a guy that's I mean, we're talking athletic. So here, so loose, here's flexible, pliable, right? This is not just some stiff meathead linebacker. Oh, I want to hit you and do that. That's not what he is. In fact, I wish there was more of that. Right, that that would probably be the reason he's three. These guys aren't always my cup of tea, but I do recognize the size of this guy and some of the things that's going to translate to the NFL that really is going to work for sure. What were you going to ask me? Sorry about it. I mean, he almost seems like with his athletic ability and his size, like he's one of those guys that you talk about, we move these guys to edge normally. I, well, yeah, and I don't, you know, he might you know, flirt with that a little bit here. But this is, I think, because of the athleticism too, uh, you're right. We don't see these very much. You know, think of a the, he's got a Leighton Vander Esch type of look to his body, right? For the Dallas Cowboys, um, and and 
you know, Tremaine Edmonds, right? We're talking about a bigger, square shoulder, long arm kind of guys. That's right. what he is here, right? Uh, legs, I wish were a little thicker, but good enough. I mean, yeah, when you watch on film, the speed, the acceleration, all of that, it's all true to the combine numbers. I didn't come away going, oh, man, this is he's just a workout warrior. No, that's all real. You know, like I said, I mean, his change of direction, his hips and coverage, that's where he's going to have real value. He's a pain in the ass in coverage, mm. right? Running in the run game, he's good, okay? But this is where – this is why he's three for me. Yeah, I'd like, I like psychos. I don't know what else to tell you. And not that this guy is not, you know, I don't want this to be mixed up here. He's not soft by any stretch of the imagination. He's just not psycho, all right? And that's where I probably fall off too. Yeah, there's some plays where I go, oh, you just got to go in there and smash your head there. You got to go in there and smash that guy, you know? And, you know, because he's big and he's long, he's a little bit of a catcher with the hands and let me get my arms and hands on you instead of delivering the blow or taking the blow that way, okay? So, that, that's what I want to say. I, ma- I made a point to say he is not soft. I want to make that clear. But his physicality is not impressive by any means either. That's what I want. That, that's bottom line there. You know, he is, he is great in space, whether it's pass coverage, screens, anything like that. He's going to be awesome covering big tight ends. In zone, with his movement and stuff and his length, man, will he be a, a pain in the ass. You know, and I wrote, yeah, he's better in, in pass than he is in run for me. You know, long, mm. fluid, good hips, all that, the change of direction. He's smart and instinctive. He's got a good feel for what's coming. I was just going to ask you yeah. that because it seems like you mentioned the, the instincts for your first two guys. Right. Is, is Jack Campbell, because you're right, he gets back in coverage pretty well. He reads the quarterback's eyes. Yeah. I think there was a play in the Ohio State game where he one-handed intercepted. It, exactly uh, right, C.J. Stroud. Stroud. Right, yeah. And so is, is he more instinctive than your first two guys? I don't know. I would say, okay, the pass game for sure. Yeah. For sure. Run game, I don't think I'm going to put him. I think, I think uh, Dayon Henley is more run game instincts of just go get the ball. Mm-hmm. But this guy's not bad. His instincts are better than Trenton Simpson, no doubt about it. But, yeah, there's that element of that sort of just go get the ball or, you know, again, the guard's coming. Don't wait him to come, come to you and then kind of try to hold him up to hold your ground. Go deliver the blow and blow up the hole. And then there is no hole, and you can make the tackle or somebody else will. Right. right? Those are the things that, you know, I just at the end of the day, what made him number three. I just wrote, I wish there was more downhill physicality. Haven't, you know, I've gone with the linebackers. I watched plays and a game. Mm-hmm. And I won't, I wrote, I haven't seen one impressive hit yet. Has he ever stonewalled the running back? That's, that's what I wrote. Mm. You know, and I wrote, good player, just not my cup of tea. But he will be for somebody else, 40 to 60, right? And that's kind of where I see him, somewhere, you know, 40 to 60, 35 to 55, somewhere in that range. I'm probably lower on him than some are. Yeah. But that's just not, you know, what I love at that position. And uh, maybe I'm a little different that way. You know who's not going to like your ranking? Is that? People in Iowa. Because he is Mr. Iowa. Cedar Falls High School, two-time state basketball champ, and then goes to Iowa. He led all of college football. 
in tackles in 2021 yep. with 143. Right. Won the Dick Buckus Award for the nation's top linebacker, which does not factor into your rankings. You you don't even look at I that stuff. I don't even care. You may be finding this out for the first time right now. <laughs> uh, he won that award last year. And uh, yeah, the Academic Heisman as well, the William V. Campbell Award. Hey. So there it is right there. He's, he's too smart to well, have that Sims edge that you like to see. Exactly right. How dare you have an IQ? What are you talking about? You're a linebacker. You're not supposed to have an IQ. Uh, no, but you see all that on the field. Yes. You, you, you do. You know? And again, I think you know, I saw like some of the stuff that's out there, highest graded linebacker and all that. And I, and I go, yeah, I, I can understand that too. His his assignment is never really wrong, but like you know, again, that's where grading can be different. Where I just go, well, wait, I, I know that's your assignment, but let's go above the assignment every now and then. And that's again where I would tell you I like the Dayon Henleys. Yeah, a, a gap was my assignment. A gap, a gap. But yeah, but the B gap's huge, and I see the running back going through there, so I'm going to go get him and make the tackle. Right. And who knows? Right? Sometimes that can be coaching it, too, it, and it, the coaches beat it into his head. It's no like, doubt, no, you've got your assignment. You're so. right. There's a lot there. There's yeah. a lot there. But either way, this is a good player. He can do it all. He's never coming off the field, not at all. And I see we got a question about, uh, from at Connor McGinnis, right? Yeah, Connor McGinnis. But you kind of mentioned that this shouldn't be a problem for nah. him. Is Jack Campbell fast enough to play in today's game? I love his size and game, but question his speed to run with tight ends in the NFL. Nah, he can, he can do that. And a question, especially turn and change directions and stuff like that. You know, yeah, Is he going to be able to necessarily run with Evan Ingram up the middle of the field if he tries to run like a 30-yard post route? Yeah. It's going to be tr- trouble there. Who can? I know, exactly. That's, that, that is exactly right. Who can? Uh, but, no, I, I certainly don't. I think his value is, you know, really big in the pass game department. Yeah, it's the run game department that I wish there was more of a, a physical element to. Hearing you talk about these guys, yeah. it kind of makes it a – parent why they're all together here they all kind of do things really well right. but then they have things where they're there's deficient a little flaw, and right there's no doubt not necessarily elite elite with all of them but right. uh, they're all in your tier one now we drop down into tier two for your number four linebacker as i just in my earpiece as we're doing linebackers again your number four <laughs> linebacker for 2023 we're going back to alabama seems like we've got a lot of alabama guys yes you're right and uh do you want to t- all right, Henry. Oh, I got. I can do it. Toe o toe o. Yeah, Henry toe o toe o. Toe o toe o. Okay, okay. I know. <laughs> yes. It's one of those that's like it actually reads exactly the way it's spelled. Yes. But you don't want to say it that way because you're scared and for whatever you, reason. But once you got it down, you're going to be saying that name all the time. Toe o toe o. Toe o toe o. On the tackle. Toe o toe o on the tackle. Which you did hear a lot on the highlight tape. Yes. You. Oh man. Well, you know, ball hawk linebacker here. And again, I think a guy, when you talk about, like, just natural instincts to go get the ball, again, he might be the leader of, of everybody, really. Put, puts his foot in the ground really well and then, like, attacks. Attacks, right? I mean, he really does. And, you know, he's six one. he's 227. Again, you know, for whatever reason, again, this is where the draft drives me fucking crazy. 225, 6'1", Dayon Henley's a problem. Six one two twenty seven. I don't hear anybody have a problem with the guy that's from Alabama for some reason. Just because he went to Alabama, you know, that that's all I'm saying. I, that's just where I'm just throwing food for thought out there. Trenton Simpson got seen getting blocked a few times. It's a problem. I don't know linebacker from Alabama who my biggest problem is getting off a box right at times or you know running around blocks that doesn't get brought up. 
I didn't mean to go on that tangent there because there's a lot of positive to talk about this guy. I just I don't understand sometimes that about the whole conversation. But he does look smaller when he certainly looks smaller when you're watching Jack Campbell and you go to him next, which I did. Definitely watching this down the line for he looks for smaller you. than Dion, Dion Henley in his yes. uniform too. He doesn't have the length, the square shoulders, or the limbs are as long. Right? There are situations though where man he is pursuing, he's blitzing, and he's throwing a lineman that's. And got 50 pounds on him right? off kilter. Oh, yeah. his play strength and his pop and his hits are real deal Holyfield. <laughs> I mean, he is, he's got the style I like. You know that. Yes. I mean, it's, it's kamikaze. It's fearless. It's everything you want there. You know, he looks like, like we talked about, he looks like a big-time NFL safety. That's what he looks like, you know, in his uniform, really. And then, you know, twitchy as hell, ball hawk. Right, aggression downhill, incredible acceleration—that's all good. See, the, see, I, I like you know, four six two. Of course, you want him to be faster, but the acceleration is a very important number for a linebacker. You know, oh wait, he's running in the C gap. I got to get there in a hurry before that he gets through the gap. That's really their game. Right. You know, how many times does a linebacker have to run 50 yards down the field? Right. That's not so four, six, two is punny fast. Do I wish he was a little faster? Sure. But his 10 is really good. His explosiveness is off the charts. Good. You know, yes, he's good in the box. You know, like you said, goes and gets the ball. But he is, I will say, I wrote size is a little bit of an issue with this guy. He does run around blocks. He's got great feel. But that's going to bother some time, bother some teams. Now I want to say too, when he runs around these blocks, you know he makes the tackle a lot too. So you got to kind of live and die with that. A little bit like we talked about with Henley shooting a gap every now and then there, you know. But like physicality, like you said, I mean, take it on blocks. Whoa, like whoa, like nobody told him he's two twenty seven. He brings it and he delivers blows like we talked about. Um, um, doesn't have the length to get off as well as you'd like. He definitely, out of the guys we're going to talk about today, I thought had the most issues of once he got locked up, he couldn't get off, right? And you'd go, oh, damn, he's 12 yards down the field now, and he still hasn't gotten off, and the play's over, right? So there is that, you know. But, you know, teams that value a space type of linebacker, they're going to love him. He's a really good football player, you know. Um, and he's instinctive to go along with it, has a nose for the ball, and the short area explosiveness is real. That's why he's number four. He's a three-down linebacker, and you just have to deal with a few size issues here and there. It's exactly what it looks like on tape is that he doesn't look 4'6", because the last two feet, between him and the running back, when he's there in striking distance, boom, he's they, got him by the shoelace. No the doubt. Down. Exactly. And, and you see that acceleration, so it doesn't booth, show yes. four six two because you're going, well, he never has to run the full 40. Yes. He's just running 20 a lot of the times, and that's all he needs to do. He's been playing high-level football for a long time. Went yep. to De La Salle High School in California, played running back and linebacker there. Four-year starter in college, so started as a true freshman at Tennessee in 2019, transferred to Alabama after a couple seasons, played there for Nick Saban. Um, he's got a nonagon out there, so if you want to take a look at his measurables, I don't know if we've done that quite yet. Um, but there is question whether, you know, has he made the big play? And so his nonagon looks very strange. He's got good arm length, but some of the uh, 20-yard shuttle stuff is below average. The broad jump is below average. 40 is a little above average. That 10-yard split is above average. There's that quickness in a, in a phone booth. Uh, but per... Pro Football Focus, he did not have a single interception or pass breakup in 878 coverage snaps at Alabama. Yeah. What do you make of that? I think a little of the length, 
a little of the stiffness, and we talk about the explosiveness of the player, right? Where, you know, like Dayon Henley could be covering a tight end up the, like, oh, he's going to run a seam route or a post route up the middle. And then if the guy makes a turn either way, he's able to open his hips and run in a very easy way, like we talk about with receivers and stuff like that, where this guy's a little bit like, oh, no, wait, I got to break down and turn my whole body and now go straight that way, right? There's not that that loose fluidity to him. He's a little tightly wound, let alone he doesn't have great length. And I think in some of those situations, that's where you do get into the overall speed instead of just the explosion acceleration where you're like, oh, wait, no, he's he has to cover the tight end on a, like a 10-yard out route here. He's got to open up and actually hit another gear, mm-hmm. you know, to get underneath that or whatever else. And I think that would probably be, you know, the reasons I would look at that where he maybe struggles a little in that department. Which is why he is number four on your list. But the only guy in tier two. Yes. So now we go to the... Only man in Tier 3, although some of your Robin Hood guys are probably there as well. Uh, your number five linebacker this year is? Ivan Pace Jr. from Cincinnati, right? And, I mean, when you, I, I love you, man, because you, you see my list and I text it and yeah. I know you're going to go watch the highlights a little bit. Yeah. He looks just a lot like Toe Toe yeah. in the uniform, but yeah. even stumpier, <laughs> right? He does. He looks uh, 5'10 and a half is what he's listed at here. And I was like, I wouldn't have guessed – that he was maybe even that tall, looking at the film. Right, Five, it looks, half, it looks stumpier than that. It does. It does. It does. <laughs> There's no and doubt. Maybe it's the Cincinnati uniform you yeah, mentioned before. That's but. right. And he's thick as hell. Yes. I mean, he's, he's one of those where I, 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 I wrote down in my notes, I don't know if he was 231. He might have been heavier than that, you know, playing, playing in the season. He is, like, dense as dense can get. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, I'll, I'll continue. First percentile in height is what Pete tells <laughs> yeah, us yeah, in my year. It's, it's, you don't he's number guys. one in the top 1%. Yeah, right. Talk he about can, that he in America. That. The yeah. 1%. He's a 1%er. <laughs> and 1%er. <laughs> he, <clears throat> excuse me. He, um, you know, think about this guy. You think about, yeah, the Denzel Perrymans of the world. You know, I played with a guy in, in Tennessee, Stephen Tullock, that was like this, where when you first see him, you go, no way. He can't play linebacker in football. But then they get out there and you go, whoa, is he explosive? And whoa, can he pack a punch and do all that? This guy can do all of that. Brings it, you know. He's actually, I thought, a better getting off blocks than Toho Toho. Oddly enough, even though he's even a little shorter or whatever else, right? You know, takes on blocks pretty good for that from that standpoint. But his ability just to go get the ball is why I couldn't leave him off the list, really. It's, it's, it's that. You know, there's some things, again, that, that concern me about the NFL a little. Again, the size and the length and all that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it just I, I've, I've seen there's, there's a place for guys like this in the NFL right now. And I think between his physical explosiveness, his power, you know, he's got the great contact, um, contact balance we talk about. You know, I don't. He didn't run the, on the combine, but I wrote he looks like a high four eight type of guy with really good acceleration. He has incredible short area quickness. You know, um, so there there was all all those things I liked. He's not going to be great covering a tight end or anything mm-hmm. like that. That's going to be trouble. Jump ball situations could no, be an issue. No chance, yeah. like none. Yeah. And he has to cover down Darren Waller down the middle of the field. That's a completion. Right, and that's why some people won't like him that way. Uh, but man, he's just a natural football player. And then you know he can play big boy football. Don't be mixed up at all here. You know, here's you know 
here's one thing I kind of wrote in my notes. Like, Nicobe Dean's measurables aren't much different than this. Hmm. Do you remember him last year? Everybody was telling us he was the top linebacker in the first round linebacker. And he ended up going the second round of the Eagles. Right. I mean, I came away just going like, I don't. What is the great difference here between him and Nicobe Dean? You know, uh, I I wrote that he is better at getting all blocks than his size would indicate. You know, and like I said, it's a natural ball hawking, go get the football style of play. Uh, yeah, he probably won't be drafted as high as I would like, but he'll be that guy that like three weeks into training camp, they're going to go, well, we're starting Ivan Pace. He just, he just, the guy's a football player. And that's just the way I feel like we're looking at here. He was three years at Miami of Ohio. As a true freshman, he had six sacks in a game, which tied an NCAA record. So he's in the record. I saw that. I know. He's in the record books. Right. Uh, he transferred to Cincinnati last season to play with his brother, Deshaun, who also plays linebacker. So cool story. And he, he, is, just, he is just fun to watch. Uh, Lance Zerline, you mentioned him uh, before at NFL.com, yeah. who rivals you at looking at tape of all these players. Uh, said, quote, he might be one of the strongest players in the 2023 draft from a pound-for-pound standpoint. You, you saw it. I mean, it's, again, it's like nobody told him he's that. I mean, he yeah. he brings it. He brings it. And like I said, he's got some magical way that I, I couldn't even figure out how he was doing it. He's just so explosive that even when you thought, oh, they got him, he's not going to be able to get off this block, he got out, he could get off. And he was really good that way. Incredible overall strength. So I totally agree with Lance Zernlein there. You know, again, I know maybe the scouting community and the draft community, he might not be looked at as, as highly as I do, but uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't let go the ability of going to get the ball and the explosiveness of the football player. I think he'll be okay in the NFL. Yeah, he got the recognition in college, which was cool to see. He was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year, unanimous All-American last season, and in the top five linebackers for Chris Sims. And that does complete your top five. So before we move on to the Robin Hoods, let's take another look at how many red jerseyed guys. you. Once again, here you go. You got red red and orange. I mean, the fact that Alabama well, Georgia and Georgia... Well, Georgia and Alabama are a problem, right? <laughs> yeah. And Ohio State, it's, you, it's like a, yeah. it's a killer. You've had a lot of yellow, too, though. Iowa, Michigan, yeah, a couple you're times. Right. So yeah, you're... We're, we're dabbling in the yellow a little bit. But, yep, uh, What does does orange and red become before the yellow in the color wheel? <laughs> oh, no. That's not, I was thinking about that coming in here, how we try, we finally tried to settle it, and then I even screwed that up, and I was like, well, I'm never talking about it again. And now here it comes back, uh, back to me. I had... Uh, I threw in uh, to chat GPT, write me a poem about your number one guy. Yeah. I like it. Because, you know, I do the poems throughout the season, yeah. uh, and I was like, I Did haven't Elon done a Musk poem in a while. Did Elon Musk approve of this? Are you sure? No, 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 no. This, is this is dangerous. This is dangerous. We should have taken right. a pause, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> uh, in the heart of Washington State, a star arose. Dan Henley, a linebacker, a force to impose. His speed and his toughness, a fire within, a rambunctious spirit destined to win. Though his instincts may falter, his actions astound. For his talent to rap and finish, knows no bound. With range so impressive, he challenges all, stepping downhill to to meet the running lanes call. Oh, Congratulations. Yeah. Chat GPT, artificial intelligence taking over our world, but adding a poem to our podcast here. So there's your top five. Uh, who else do you want to give some love to? Because I'm looking at the consensus rankings here, Chris. Yeah, I know. I got one guy that's there's missing. one guy that, you know, and I hesitate, hesitate to say he's number one because they're all kind of grouped together. Uh, but Drew Sanders from Arkansas has gotten a lot of love yeah. from people out there. He is not in your top five. I, I like him. I do. 
And again, it, it's not disrespect the the athletes there. You know, I like it now. I mean, listen, he's two inches taller and the same height weight as as Trenton Simpson, so he's skinnier, right, than mm-hmm. Trenton Simpson. And he's definitely not as fast or as explosive as Trenton Simpson. But this is a really good athlete we're talking about. Hey, bottom line is, you know, teams that value the pass coverage and all that, they're going to really like him. You know, I will say I like his downhill style of football. I do. But you know what's missing for me. You know. It's lack of physicality and big-time contact. Mm-hmm. It's He doesn't get off blocks very good. I thought there was plays where, you know, uh, as a one-on-one tackler, I did not think he was very good. Like, as good as he is in moving in coverage, when he had to break down one-on-one with a guy in space, I mean, he was not very good. It was just okay in that department. You know, um, the the physical smash mouth, I would worry about him in a game against a physical smash mouth football team. Hmm. You know, he might run through the gap if it's clean and clear. That's where I like about him. But I I don't know if he's going to take on blockers the way I want or win those type of battles the way I want. You know, also just I thought was a little unwilling, which I'm big into to do putting your body in compromising positions to make the tackle, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm being blocked and, you know, the guy's touching me and pushing me and whatever else, but I see the running back here and he's to my left and I just got to be a kamikaze and throw my body out there and make the tackle, right? I didn't see that. Where like the other guys, I'd go, no, no, they, they just went, okay, he's going to run me over. I'm going to get killed here, but I'm going to tackle him, right? There was, there was that. It's that stuff, Almond. You know me. That bothers me, yeah. right? And I think that's ultimately, you know, where he fell off. He's going to be drafted higher than Ivan Pace Jr. I know that, right? I, it, he's he's going to be drafted, you know, probably higher than Henry Toa Toa. But I don't necessarily think that means he's going to be an NFL better NFL linebacker. That that's that's for sure. So he's someone that's going to go in the mid second, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just not my style. That guy, he's a little bit more of a pass game space linebacker and there's just not enough of a smash mouth attitude in his game for me. Still liked him enough to put him in your Robin hood section along with one other player from Auburn, Owen Papo. Yeah. Owen Papo is the guy. Like if you told me a guy that nobody is like, you know, he's not on anybody's lists, but we could be like, you know, two years from now going, whoa, like this Owen Papo guy might be one of the best linebackers in football. Yeah, he's got to be a chance to that because he's a freak. He's a freak athlete. I mean, his speed is off the charts good. You know, he is he is physical and has that careless, reckless, you know, tackling that I like, right? He can move side to side. He takes on blocks pretty well. Never goes down. Great, great uh, contacts balance. He's disciplined. You know, too disciplined. And this is where I left him off. Like, he's got to just go get the ball every now and then. He's just got to be more instinctive and have a feel for what's coming. You know, there's nothing physically he can't do. He's just not, a, he's just not there as a player yet altogether. Hasn't put it there altogether. He's got incredible strength, incredible speed, right? He's got all the tools there. Mm-hmm. It's just the got to play, got to have a better feel, got to have better instincts overall. He doesn't he goes too many periods of the game where you go, "Where are you?" 
You're too good not to be popping up. Where are you? And that's why he's not on the list. Four three nine forty. It's for listen. He opens up every now and then. You go, oh my gosh, is that the fastest guy in the world? I mean, he can fly. <laughs> Did everyone else stop running? We got one question here from Just Be Godly before we move on to safeties. Yep. Chris said on the Edge Rankings podcast that Will Anderson might end up playing stand-up linebacker in the NFL. Where might he stack up against some of the top linebacker prospects? Uh, he'd be one for sure. But this group, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Will can do all the things that we talk about or question or whatever. That's great. That's where I'm just pushing back on the Will Anderson thing. You know, everyone's like first pick of the draft, first defensive player. That goes to superstar D tackles or edge rushers. That's all I'm saying is he's not that. That's all. I think he's going to be a really good football player. And I do think, yeah, there's a lot of value with him as a stand-up linebacker, and I will not be shocked to see him dabbling in that for a, for a certain football team. Ooh, if you're coaching a team and the GM drafts, Will Anderson, are you playing him at linebacker? Well, I, I'm thinking about it. We're going to go into training camp, and he's going to do both. We're going to see both and just mm. see which one he's best at or can he do both, you know. Is he a stand-up linebacker on first and second down? And on third down, we want to bring a third safety in with Isaiah Simmons in the middle where the Cardinals or somebody like that, right? And now we want to put him at D-end and all that. Yeah, I, I could see that going on with him. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The Premier League is built on hope. The hope of discovering a new star. It doesn't take long, but Darwin Nunez to make an impression. The hope of rewriting history. And the hope of continuing a dynasty. Unstoppable week after week. This is the Premier League on NBC, USA and Peacock. All right, so that closes the book on linebackers. Bye, linebackers. And we have one more position group. Dun, dun, dun. It is safeties. Um, so how do you how do you before we get into these players? Yeah. And how do you evaluate safeties now? Has has it changed? Like the linebacker position, you said the linebacker yeah. position has changed, and you mentioned a little bit about safety, but how right. how significantly has it changed over the last few years? It's just that it's it's safeties now, other than maybe just a few defenses in football. You know, free safety, strong safety, it doesn't really matter. You got to be able to do both for the mm -hmm. most part, right? A lot of them go, no, you got to get down there over the slot and be a nickel at times and certain things. There's things this team does this week with the run game or even the wide receiver screen game. We'd like you down there in that area, right? So that that's what you got to look at too. And then, yeah, I think maybe coverage comes into play more than it used to as well. 
Like, I don't remember watching Jamal Adams, you know, six or seven years ago going, well, let me make sure he covers, you know, slot receivers okay. That wasn't really a thing. It was just like, man, he's at the line of scrimmage. He's explosive. Look at him tackle. Hey, top ten pick. Let's go. Right? Now there is more factors, and I think the way teams are playing and viewing the position, yeah, the nickel slot and all that stuff comes into play here. And for this year and this last, like I said, there's no traditional guy. They all are different. I mean, we have you know some guys are go strong safety nickel, free safety nickel, really just a nickel nickel. I think mm-hmm. when it's all said and done, so we got a little bit of all that. Um, and like I said, I don't think there's a guy that's really a first round pick in this in this draft. So speaking of first round picks, let's yeah. take a look at the last six drafts. Not as many first rounders as at the linebacker position, but we did have a few first rounders last year in mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton, Daxton Hill, uh, Lewis Seen. Who you liked? Uh, you liked all those guys. I liked all the those draft. guys for sure. Yeah, Lewis Seen. You know, I liked him. I was glad to see him going the first because he was the kamikaze from last year that I liked. Yeah, uh, Darnell Savage has not worked out. Jonathan Abram did not work out for the Raiders. So nineteen, those two safeties. Nah, right? Minka. He was one of those guys. Really. That is what we're talking about here. What is he, a nickel, a slot, a corner? But I don't know what he is, right? Yeah. And, of course, they found the right spot for him. He's really a strong safety, free safety, true to that way. Derwin James there, you know, he's – again, those are supermen. I mean, they're talking about the best two safeties in football maybe. Mm-hmm. Terrell Edmonds, you know, yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah. He's a specimen. He has the look. He has all the tools. He's just not the player, but that's why he was overdrafted. And then Jamal Adams, Malik, Hill, Malik Hooker, and Jabril Peppers, uh, which, you know, Hooker had the bad injury. Peppers was, I always thought, overdrafted and all hype coming out of Michigan. And Adams has an injury history with, you know, Adams and Derwin James are their Hall of Fame talents at, at the safety position. Right. It's just can they stay healthy? Minka Fitzpatrick, you said before. And so is Minka, I should say. The Steelers figured it out with him. They're like, let's just play him at safety here. And is it is it evolving that way? Is it is safety becoming a position where you can take a guy who it doesn't necessarily work out at corner or move him to safety? Are you drafting specifically for safety if you're an NFL team, or are you trying to just get as many bad dudes at the corner position and then maybe move one of them to safety? I I think it's you you are drafting specifically for safety. I do think the corner thing and what you're talking about is a thought. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Then it just has to go into, okay, can he tackle, right? You know, some of the corners that we watch in the draft who are great at coverage, 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 I just go, he'll never be able to play safety just because some of the physical things he'll be asked to do. Interesting. He's not going to do it, right? Yeah. But there are a few that you see that cross over. And like, hey, like Jalen Ramsey, like we're talking about, we're seeing that. It's happening in front of our eyes right now in the NFL. He's playing safety in nickel positions and getting a little older, lost a step, so he doesn't play outside corner all the time as much anymore, right? Um, but, yeah, I still think it's – you know, some teams are still very much into the traditional. We're going to have a traditional safety and a, tr- you know, and Steelers are really like that. And then they go, no, our nickel corner is going to be a corner. They're not going to have like, you know, maybe like a team like the 49ers where they might go, no, Jimmy Ward's our safety and he's our nickel. Like we, it's just, it depends on the formation and how you do it, but he does both because they want that kind of guy, right? Well, no, they're a little different that way, and that's where you know this can be a, a fun conversation. That's why it's fascinating when you hear where players are on different teams' boards, and some of it's not about the player. It's about the system that that team plays. Exactly what right. They value what they expect at that position. At these two positions right. especially. But we're talking safeties. Yep. 
and we're going the multi-tier system once again. We only have two tiers here. You've got a couple guys in tier one, and you've got the rest of the guys in tier number two. So just like the linebacker position, these guys are not uh, separating themselves all too much. Nope. Uh, but you do have two guys in tier number one. Your number one safety in the 2023 draft class is? I'm going with Jartavius Quan Martin, mm. a.k.a. they call him Quan on the streets, they okay? Do. So I will call him Quan. Yeah, and on the field. Too. Mama yeah. named him Jartavius. We're going to call him Quan, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, but first off, Happy birthday. It's his birthday today. Oh, it's a happy birthday. He just turned I knew 23. It. Welcome. You're a Chris Sims unbuttoned Ahmed Vareed, yeah. top safety in yeah. the draft. Happy birthday. That's my gift to you. Oh. You have to come on the podcast next week it for was, free. It, it, was on, it was on Monday, Pete says. B- oh, belated, you screwed but still. it up. Okay, Sorry. fine. Sorry. All right. All close, right. though. Close. We're close. He's still getting a birthday gift from us. <laughs> First off, why didn't anybody tell me that the Illinois fighting Illini have a bunch of psychos in their secondary that I was going to love i mean what if i knew that i would have been the biggest fighting illini fan this year i mean it's just another dude along the same lines of devin witherspoon now it's not devin witherspoon don't get me wrong right but the mentality the play oh my gosh right and this guy here this is where he's rare okay free safety for sure i can be a high level free safety I'm not sure he can't be a high-level nickel guy, too. Mm. You know, again, the, some of these college teams, this is what they do. It's like, oh, this formation, oh, hey, you got to go down there and cover the slot. You're, I know we only got two safeties in, but you got to cover them. Man-to-man, get on there, man-to-man. So you get to see them in those type of situations. He's got very good coverage skills. I mean, amazingly, amazing cover skills. The only thing he's missing as far as, like, he'd be in the top corner convo is just pure top-end like speed, right? Where you'd go, oh, maybe six gear isn't quite there. Like when you see them running down a, a open field, like a running back running down the sideline, you can see what six gear looks like because Devin Witherspoon's running. And you go, oh, there's six gear, right? This guy's got five and a half, but not six. But again, he's super short area, fast and explosive. His 10 is one four seven. Yes. So that tells you how he can come out of a break and do all of that, right? So for a safety, he has elite cover skills, let alone I'm not sure he's not an awesome, awesome, you know, nickel slot, right? A guy that Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, that's who I kind of compared him to to agree. Yeah, safety, yeah, get down here, nickel, he can cover slot receivers and do all that. And then, damn, if they run the toss sweep or an edge run, he will go in and throw his body around like a psycho. And that's what he does. So that's where I love him. You got great range in the back end, turns and runs with ease, has great feet, good hips. Um, they put him in some tough spots. I mean, you know, it's again, it tells you how talented they are because, I mean, they make them man up some receivers where you're like, whoa, this is, this is tough, but he is more than willing to take on the challenge, has that attitude I love, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, can really accelerate out of the back pedal and come downhill even as a free safety and and be a presence in the run game in a flash um you know he's gonna be a 
a, a smaller defense type of guy that I think, you know, a team like the Colts, the 49ers, they're going to, they, I could see them liking him. The Seattle scheme, the Colts, Gus Bradley, he's on the edge nickel. He's free safety. He's kind of doing all that stuff. But, man, he's a player. He will be an, a great free safety. He's going to be an awesome nickel, too. His nickel cover skills are really good. There's only one guy we're going to talk about in this class that has better nickel cover skills than this mm-hmm. guy coming up in a little while. But, yeah, as you could tell, uh, I'm super, super pumped about this kid. I want to emphasize again how athletic he is. And yeah. I think we have his nonagon for that. He had the best 10-yard split in broad jump of any safety at the Combine this year. The highest vertical jump of any position. The highest vertical of any position. What was it? 44 inches. That's through your legs dunking stuff. That's what that is. At 5'11". 5'11", he's dunking easy. He definitely is. Um, I mean, yes. So his his athleticism unquestioned. Now, NFL.com, your guy Lance over there, says about him, buttery smooth hip swivel, as you mentioned. Right. Looks awesome. But has just average route recognition. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know where he sees that. You know, I, I don't. You know, as a free safety man, I felt like he had great feel for what was coming along. Well, he had 15 forced incompletions last season, which, according to Pro Football Focus, tied for six most among Power 5 defensive backs. So, I mean, like those two comments you just make conflict each other they from do two different mar- Right, right. That's what I'm here for. I'm right. throwing stuff. I know. Well, I know. That's, it's, it's, well, it just tells you this is the world we're in there. You know, free safety, I mean – First off, he hits, and he's there as soon as guys catch the ball a lot to where I was like, whoa, I mean, he, he has a great feel for the game. You know, is, is, is he talking about the route recognition maybe when he's in the slot and there's some plays he gets beat there? Maybe. Yeah, Ahmed, he gets beat there. But Ahmed, he's playing in the slot sometimes where it's like there's no help, there's nothing anywhere. It's just like, hey, you're in the middle of the field against a guy that runs 4-4. Cover him everywhere. Oh, he caught a pass on you. Negative grade. How dare you? Like, come on, that's insane. He's not going to be – we didn't say he's Deion Sanders. I mean, I don't even know if Deion can cover in some of the situations he's put in. So I did not see that at all. Yeah. I don't. I did not. Well, I think this is a guy that's incredibly instinctive. I, like, I, like I said, it could be Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. He could be Mike Hilton, right, who's this awesome slot for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, slot cover guy. That, that, that's really where you know I'm looking at. And, man, I love your measurables you just talked about, yep. right? The loose hips, uh, the explosion, all that. You see the explosion, the hitting, you know, and you can just see it even in the breakdown and tackling. It's just so here and weave through this guy and oh, I got to turn and run. I mean, it's just it's it's flawless. I love him, and he delivers blows. He's not just oh, trying to tackle. He, he brings it. Try, well, he wouldn't be nine number one if he didn't bring it. You know that. This is this is why I love Illinois. They got another psycho. We're going to talk about in a minute. They just fucking bring it and come they don't even think twice about it so here's why i think you have an advantage sometimes on this is because you're digging into this tape now for the first time the chatter on him hasn't been of one of the top guys or one of the top safeties and pete i think we have and Kristen back there the mock draft database which i always go to all the time i think it's a great way to get where the consensus is on some of these players you look back in december uh, he was not even on mock draft radar i mean we're talking undrafted guy not this is not a guy we're going to draft and then you get into the end of january until now you just see it if you're watching on peacock and youtube it creeps up from like oh now he's like a, a end of the draft pick and now it's like oh hold on wait a second is he third second round guy here and he's creeping up there because he's right now according to the mock drafts out there the one two three four five sixth consensus 
safety, but yeah. I think the community has just been a little late on him. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. The, 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 the tools are, are there for a big-time player. The attitude is there. You know, the physicality is there. The versatility is there, right? So, uh, I, to me, yeah, it's best safety in the draft. Like I said, with that nickel back, uh, you know, ability as well. And, yeah, I wrote 45 to 65, right? I wrote somewhere in that range. Uh, that, that's the way I kind of looked at it, and uh, I'm, I'm super excited. He's definitely one of my man crushes at the draft. Your definite man crush of the draft is the— Still Devin Witherspoon. Defensive secondary of Illinois with Devin Witherspoon. Yeah, with uh, Quan Martin. And? And your number two safety. Yes, right. That's damn right. Are you serious? Are you really going to do it? Are you really going to do it? Can Illinois invite me to their school this year and have some fun? I mean, come (laughs) on. Sydney Brown, Illinois. Right, number 30 on your roster for the Illinois Fighting Illini. The brother of Chase Brown, which I didn't know until I started watching. I saw Brown and, you know, and then I went, damn, his body looks exactly the same as the other Brown. Are they related? And then I, you know, lo- looked it up. And who was in, who was in your who was top my five, top five running, running backs. backs? Right. So here, if you're watching now, here are the, uh, wow, they are identical. Yes, they are. The hairstyle, even with the man bun on top there. Yep. So it's Sydney on the left. Yep. He's a little taller, right? Because I think Chase was like 5'9", and now you see Sydney here at 5'10". Well, let's, yeah, let's see. So we got the, you got, let's see the uh, the measurables here because I think we have that. Oh, and there's Chase on the right, Sydney on the left. So what, yeah, Sydney, the safety is a oh. half an inch taller. Right. Two pounds heavier. His arm length is half an inch longer. Hand size is a quarter of an inch bigger. Uh, but he was a little slower. All that extra body weighed him down five yeah. hundredths of a second. <laughs> Seriously, right? <laughs> um, they, they're they, you know, they're both awesome. They, I love watching these guys. Right, and this guy, he, you know, I, I, I wrote down he's built just like his brother, which you know, hey, a hard hitting, explosive running back, right? You know. Really good, all-around, twitchy, explosive. I mean, extremely sudden, just like his brother. Packs a punch when he hits you. Takes on box, you know, can just go get the ball. You know, he's one of those again, too. He's a natural. He's got a nose for the football, you know, and he can do whatever you want. You know, this is a guy that, you know, like the other guy who maybe has a little strong safety versatility in Quan Martin. It's really nickel and free safety, like I said. Mm. This is a guy that could definitely do strong safety. There's more of a physicality strength element to where if he was in the box, like I said, with taking boxers, bo- uh, blockers on, he, he's going to be fine there. Now, if you had to play him at nickel and do all that too, he's going to be pretty damn fine there too. I mean, you know, again, his, his, his numbers in the combine are kind of – I mean, they're not as good as the guy we just talked about, but they're damn good. Four four seven one five one ten forty inch vertical ten ten broad. I mean that's that's real deal, and it's a style of football you know that I love. But you know it just the run game element, the coverage. You know he's got good range as a free safety in the back end if he wants to do that. You know it, it, as a nickel. You know he's got very good hips. They like both those guys got put in that situation a lot where they had to cover the slot receiver man to man and go or a tight end or whatever. And man, they're impressive there. I mean, they could play there. Period. Let alone they have the the versatility of the you know normal safety stuff that we talk about. Um, play strength is off the charts good. 
I mean, you see it in the run game. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, even with, like, bigger receivers, when he got matched up with them in the slot or a bigger tight end, he's got great contact strength. When they try to push off him or whatever else, he's just so stout and strong, it doesn't affect him there. That's why he's my second guy. I wrote down Antoine Winfield Jr. That's what I wrote down. Now, he's not as good as Antoine Winfield Jr., but it's not that far, like, removed from that. It's not. You know, and it's another guy that I really think it's in that same type of range of 45 to 65, just like I said with Quan Martin, you know, and, and somewhere around there. I think that's where he goes. But, man, I really like this player. You mentioned his play strength. Yeah. He has strength, strength, bench press, broad jump, vertical jump. Uh, so the athletic ability, too, were all above the 90th percentile for a safety. And watching the tape, he just has a knack or did at Illinois of making the big play. It was like when a big play would happen, he would often be in the middle of it. And sometimes, you know, you wonder, okay, just right place, right time. You don't want to over-evaluate a guy that just was there when a fumble happened. No, the instincts are there. But that's it. He put himself in a position to be making that big play. He's got a feel for the game and what's happening and how he's being attacked and whatever else, let alone he's in a super aggressive tackler and because he's so explosive out of breaks. And then, again, why I love the fighting Illini football guys is they're all psycho, not only with their physicality, but when you watch their attitude, they are pissed if they give up anything. Five-yard completion, they're pissed. Yeah. Right? I, you know me. I like that. And then, of course, they have the reckless abandon of not caring about their body that I think is very important in that position. Yeah. Man, love E. Smith. Love E. Smith. What? Woof. He didn't even get to coach the damn guys he recruited down there. He got all these freaks from Florida and whatever else, and he didn't even get to coach them. And uh, this is the Lovey Smith factor. He had the eye to get these guys there in that school. I mean, there was probably a time last year where he was like, man, I need some of those guys from Illinois here. <laughs> Seriously. With me in Can Houston. I get Devon Weatherspoon here, please? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pro Football Focus did note that he has missed 15% or more tackle attempts every year of his career. Did sure. you see some missed tackles Definitely. For him? Because he's a kamikaze. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's like he doesn't come down always and break down and go, like, I'm just going to tackle you here, right? He's like, he's seeing you. No, you're over there. I'm coming down. I'm going to make you the five-yard loss. I'm not going to wait for you to come to me to get the four-yard gain. So, yeah, within some of that, he misses a tackle. But it ain't because he ain't a good tackler. He's scared. I could tell you that much. You already like Sidney Brown. Let's hear from him All right. and see if you like him even more after talking about his versatility and his approach on the football field. Kind of noting for myself, obviously, I'm a, I'm a confident, versatile player. Um, I can play in the box. I've got a natural flow for the the line games in front of me, like GT, GY, whatever run concepts you're going to throw at me. Um, I can play in the post. I can play deep half. I can play curl flat. Whatever you need, I can do. Um, and just kind of rely on that with confidence. And, um, you know, I, I trust my instincts. I kind of risk take without regret. I kind of live by this thing. It's like I think, therefore, I miss. So See? I don't think. I just, I just go. There you go. See? He just said it. Yeah, I missed it because I just go. You know? And he said it right, too. Damn, he read my scouting report. <laughs> he can do everything. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I think the teams that are looking for the traditional safety, they're going to like him more than the guy maybe that I talked about as my number one. The, the teams that are looking for a little bit more of the coverage-based safety that way, they're going to like Quan, Quan Martin. But, yeah, I, I love this dude. I love both those dudes. You know, they just, they, they're just Chris Sims' style of play right there. They're both in tier number one for you, and that closes the book on tier number one, Bye. which may be a little bit of a surprise to people out there who know this position because there is one name. Uh, Brian Branch from Alabama that I think most people have as the number one safety. Yeah. 
think that maybe he can squeak into the first round, middle, end of the first round. Right. Uh, but he was not in your Tier 1. As we go to Tier 2, your number three safety is? Brian Branch from Alabama, who I like. I do. You know, I don't want that to be mistaken here. I understand he's kind of the consensus number one guy. Let me just say this right off the bat, right, comparing him to the other two guys. He's not as explosive as those other two guys. He's not as physically or as physical or the tackler those two guys are, okay? Nor is his speed or his 10-yard split as good as those two guys. So there's a few things right off the bat to challenge everybody's consensus right there, all right? Now, this guy's good. He's skinny, right? It's like very skinny, six foot, one ninety. I mean, you write, you write, you know. Again, he's one of these guys that I wrote down. Looks like a big time NFL cornerback, not a safety type. Yeah. Um, and here's a guy that I think is real value. You know, it's free safety and nickel, but I think it might be really just nickel more than nickel more than anything, right? And again, he can play free safety. I know that. But what I would say, too, with free safety as compared to the other two guys, one, they can cover more ground and have better range. Two, they have better explosion to start that range even quicker. And three, their explosion and acceleration lets them get downhill involved in the run game quicker than this guy would, too, at a a traditional safety position, right? So that's why he's not in their tier to me. Now, when it comes to pure coverage in the slot, you talk about a guy that jitterbugs, that's made for, you know, the Jalen Waddle, Hunter Renfro underneath. I'm going to catch an eight-yard pass from the intricate. Man, he's as good as it gets in that department. Hmm. His feet, his ability to plant his foot in the ground and just driving the ball. I mean, it's as good as any corner in the draft. There, it's amazing, but his speed is less than. I mean, his speed is anybody that challenges him vertically, he's in trouble. So he can't be a first-round pick because of that. 190, right? He's tough. He is fearless. Let me just say that, too. But he's not as physically gifted or quite the hitter the other two guys were. I'm going to say that. Especially not Sidney Brown. Yeah. Quan Martin brought it fearlessly and recklessly, too. But he was you know, not the biggest guy to deck people all the time. Um, so, you know, I love that. It's just that, yeah. The acceleration, um, it's good, but doesn't pop at you. The speed is as advertised. It's right around 4.6, right? But his feet in and out of tra- uh, transition are absolutely phenomenal. Out of back pedal or any type of break, I mean, it is the most efficient footwork you have ever seen. To where you like, you stop the tape and you're like, whoa, man, did he really just one foot plant and go and do that? Uh, that's where he's really impressive. And I think ultimately that's why he's going to be a big-time nickel, you mm. know, uh, more than anything with free safety value to do the things like we just saw right there. Nickel is basically what he did at Alabama. That's right. And if you look at some of these rankings, some of them evaluate him as, as a, a corner. corner right. Yeah, nickel, nickel guy. He um, could never play outside corner. So that's why I couldn't make him a, out, put him in the corner conversation. Mm. And like I told you with everybody else, I had like, you know, Three people I kind of called throughout the process, and they said they were kind of evaluating as a safety and nickel, so that's where I let it. But, like, there's no way he could play outside corner and then be able to match up with Jamar Chase, right? Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't jam him or just run back from the snap, Jamar Chase is going to run by him every time. So that's where I think the safety, and that's why he was doing that middle-of-the-field drill for at the Alabama Pro Day. Good tackler. 
So uh, we yes, talked about the missed tackles yeah. uh, for the previous player. Uh, per Pro Football Focus, just four missed tackles in 174 career attempts. And you watch his highlight film, and it, it I, I liked it. It, it, was, it was enjoyable yeah. to watch him. No, yeah, you he, see it. He does have anticipation. Seems like he's got a quick first step at times. Very, do- does very much. want to deliver the hits. He does look smaller out there, right. but he doesn't play smaller. Exactly right. Um, so Yeah, I, he's tough. To, he brings you can see why people would have him as the number one I, guy. I, I agreed, agreed. And, yeah, you see some of those plays where he's blitzing off the edge, right? He's, he's a blur. And, yeah, for 190, he's certainly fearless, which I love. Yeah, but it was a lot of the – you're right. It was a lot of the run game stuff, blitzing stuff, kind of like that, then, then the coverage the, stuff. Then the coverage maybe, or in the box, just making a big hit. Yeah. Right, or right. that way. You didn't see that. You didn't see, you know, like you did the other two guys. You just saw guys coming over the middle and getting crushed as they're catching the ball. That's not what he is. Yeah. Right? So he's not that kind of, like, wired, explosive type of guy, at least as the, the muscle density. You know, I, I really ended up writing down, uh, hey, look. Marcus Joyner, Xavier McKinney-ish, right? Bryce Callahan, who's been one of the better slots in football over the last few years. That, that's really what he is, right? And I think his value is going to be free safety and his ability to cover those jitterbug slot type of receivers. All right, so he is leading off Tier 2 for yeah. you, but also in the conversation in this tier, your number four safety, a foe, a rival at yeah. Georgia. And that player is Christopher Smith from Georgia. 5'11, 192. Mm-hmm. Ran a 4'62, 156, right? 4'62 is not great. 26th percentile. That's right. You know, and this is part of the reason why he is where he is. You see that? Hey, safety, top end speed's a thing. Why? Why do you think I think top end speed's a thing? That's uh, safety. I'm putting you on the spot, well, I know. Because it's like, oh, crap moments where you have to like get the guy who's 30 yards down the field. Exactly, right? you got to be the save-the-play guy. Yeah. You gotta, i got to save this from going for an 80-yard touchdown and make it a 40-yard gain right. with my great speed to run the guy down, right? And, and, again, that's where I go into the other two guys. You can watch games, almost every game, and they stop. That should have been a 70-yard play, and it was a 40-yard play because of them. So I put value in that, too. Your ability to hawk people – all right, that's he's missing that. You certainly can see that, right? He does not have six gear, you know. Now, like the acceleration part is looks better than his one five six, and it's weird. Okay, this is where he's weird to me. All right, and I like this guy a lot because he again has kind of the attitude the he has the attitude that the Illinois kid has, right? It's it's reckless. I don't care. Uh, nobody told me I'm one ninety two. I play like I'm two ninety two, right? Um, he has everything except elite top end speed. And I really think his acceleration is better than what his 40 time was. I mean, when he comes downtown comes down, you know, hill or puts his foot in the ground to drive on the ball out of a backpedal. I mean, it's like crazy good. I mean, so that's where, you know, you do love him in that area. Right. Um, he, 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 he's funny in that where I was going with, uh, is, is just that, if he's coming forward or coming out of a break, the acceleration is good. But for whatever reason, if he's in a stop, like, oh, we're going to break down, and now you're going to try to run around the edge on me? I don't know. His speed didn't look that good there. He can never tackle the guy. He can never mm. take off the same way he could take off if he was kind of on the move already. And that's what I kind of came to. It's like if he's on the move a little, he's explosive or whatever else from a dead start is not quite the same all right so that's where why he's number four here and all of that but um 
you know, this is another guy that I think is more of the free safety nickel type, right? You know, and a run tackling nickel that you want him there for like, oh, this team throws a lot of bubble screens and wide receiver screens and they get to the back on the edge. But I don't know if you're going to trust them to like, oh, it's third and 12. And now we want you to be the nickel and cover some really awesome slot receiver. Yeah. I don't think you can do that. That's when you got to put him back at free safety. Right. So that's the reason I got him, you know, at number four. So this is interesting because you're actually maybe higher on him than some other people out there, because I'll just I'll just say that. Yeah. You know, he's not a consensus top five guy. And the way you talk about him, you don't love him either, but you like him I over do. guys like, you know, Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M. Not or even close. Or Skinner out of Boise State. Definitely. Definitely. Or Jordan Battle out of Alabama. Yeah. This guy, you know, those guys, they have, like, athletic issues that concern me hmm. and other things that concern me. Yeah, I wish this guy was a little bigger and a little faster. But one – He's at Georgia's, so you know he's physical and crazy and brings it because yeah. we haven't seen one that comes out of there that isn't yet, right? You know, he has awesome read and recognition skills. When he sees the play, you know, kind of just like the, the first two guys, he can cut, he's got a great feel to just show up, and he shows up a lot. And he sees the play, and he just goes, I know this play. I saw it on film all week. I'm going, right? And so there's no hesitation in that way. You know, so and, and then, of course, you know, he's um, just tough as hell. You could tell how important it is to him. You know, the competition, it, it pops off the screen with him, you know. But, yeah, it, when, when it gets to that third down thing, yeah, the, the straight line guys, the guys that can really run, he can't run with them. That's where he needs to go back to free safety. But his short area quicks twitch, they're pretty damn good. Outstanding tackler and has the attitude I like. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your number four safety, and now it is time for Mr. Irrelevant, <laughs> the final man ranked in the Chris Sims 2023 draft rankings. Jay Ward, LSU, right? He's a very similar to the guy we just talked about, okay? Except there's more coverage ability here, and Chris Smith had more run game ability, okay? Now, this guy, he's not... You know, maybe this guy's a little bit, you know, uh, it, it's like a, in the tackling physical sense, more like our guy from Alabama. You know, it's not huge hits. He's not going to blow you up, but it's, it's still he brings it. And for a skinnier guy, you could see he ain't afraid to tackle or do anything like that. Right. And he's another guy that kind of looks like a corner. Right. But man, downhill, hurry in a hurry. 
you know, just like Chris Smith, the read and reacts are really good, which again, maybe makes their acceleration look a a little bit better than it is. But either way, that's what it is. You know, they know how to come down and diagnose a play and go, I'm going to get the ball. You know, he, he is physical. He brings it. He has no fear, right? Doesn't always wrap up, but true ball hawk, always around the ball. And then he has good loose hips to turn and run as a, as a safety. He's amazing. You know, I said at the time I wrote, I want to see a little bit more in man-to-man. But, you know, what I came down to is just probably, you know, best as a free safety in nickel is good versus the run or in zone coverages, I don't think he has the twitch and the quicks to match up against slot receivers, mm. right? So he's not good in the short area stuff. But, like, if you was in, like, hey, we want you to play nickel, we want you to jam the guy, and then, you know, drop to an area and then kind of diagnose the play, his length and hips and all that, he's going to be really good at that type of stuff, right? But I don't want him covering anybody man-to-man that way. I don't think he's made for that. You know, a long, fluid, instinctive player who's got good acceleration uh, straight away. He is a little bit of a long strider, but he's a good physical tackler. Free safety, nickel only in zone or stop the run. Not a man, not no man to man. A true free safety, really, is what I wrote. And mm-hmm. then I wrote kind of sixty to eighty, fifty-five to seventy-five type of guy. He moved around a little bit at LSU. Corner safety yeah. played both in twenty twenty-two. Listed as a corner on some draft boards. It's the same thing. You can't play outside corner because there's just not enough speed. Yeah. Right. You know, and that's where that's where I can't make him a corner. Because like we were just talking about, if he has to cover like Jalen, you know, a, a real speed guy, Jalen Wild, Tyree Kill, Jamar Chase, he's not going to be able to ever cover that guy outside on the edge. Never. Pro, Pro Football Focus said playing around the ball as much as he did really exposed his size and tackling issues. His weight was in the second percentile. Yeah. Although his arm length, 81st percentile. Yeah. He's super he's, long arms. He's not bad at playing in the trash. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Did he he bounces off guys when he hits them? Sure. And he uses his shoulder a little. Okay, but it ain't because he's, like, scared. or I, I, I still, again, I like it. He's 188. He's going to bounce off some running backs every now and then in the NFL. Uh, but, damn, he's a really good player. And we got yellow into the rankings because oh, you got to do that. You, you have, have to one do yellow that? guy. You got to have one yellow guy, and you got a couple red guys, mm-hmm. and you got the Illinois guys where if they're wearing a little their, orange and blue. But I yeah. think we've put them here. Kristen and Morgan have put them in a blue here because we just got to get away from the orange <laughs> and red. It's just, like, too much of it. Yes. Uh, that we can do there. Um, so that's it. That closes the book on yeah. all of your rankings on safety here. But we do want to give a special shout-out. you got one guy in the Robin Hood category. Yeah. And he played at Penn State, and his name is Jair Brown. That's right. And I do want to – you know, a guy that – this is a true strong safety type, okay? That's what he is. You know, free safety too, right? If I could just paint a picture a little bit like – you know, a poor man's Buddha Baker. And what I mean by that is just like an unbelievable tackler brings it. I mean, really brings it. Like, no fear at all. Maybe the biggest hitter out of anybody there was in the in the safety position, right? You know, but again, the real speed is a problem, but very comfortable playing in the box. I mean, takes on blocks really well, you know, gets off blocks really well. You know, a little bit like the last guy I talked about. You know, straight away, not good, you know, but breaking down, change of direction, one-on-one tackle, awesome. I mean, he's awesome, and he will stick his face in there and anybody. Like, I even wrote down, he had to play against the Minnesota uh, Gophers. Running back had a full head of steam, 
mm-hmm. right? You're a safety. You got to save the day. You got to put your pride away. A real tough safety would go, yeah, I'm tough. We all know that, but I'm probably going to get run over here. He goes, okay. He's kind of getting blocked, right? Running back full speed. He puts his body up. Okay, I got to stand on the tracks. I'm going to hope he just trips over me as he runs me over, right? Yeah. He does it. I love that stuff. That's what you got to do in the NFL. Or you're going to see running backs running 60 yards all the time, right? So that's where I really liked it. Um, you know, he was one of those at first that didn't impress me, but the more I watched, the more I liked because of his cool. strength and toughness uh, is really what, what, what got me more than anything. All right, we, we may create some waves, little mini waves with uh, Brian Branch not being your top safety out here, and that's what, um, that's what the poem says too. In the realm of NFL prospects, a tale unfolds of fearless safeties and stories untold from the heart of Alabama. A branch did grow, <laughs> yet Chris Sims sees him as number three, you know. Two warriors from Illinois, fierce and grand. Quan Martin and Sidney Brown take a stand their skill and might sims dares to compare to the alabama star in a draft affair <laughs> i like it that was amazing that's amazing that isn't is it? amazing I, I it's just maybe we do need to pump the brakes on ai we, I won't, don't know. we won't be doing this we won't be doing this podcast in a year that's for sure <laughs> they're going to do it for us um, yeah, yeah, we yeah, know yeah, the thoughts yeah. of chris sims and <laughs> he likes these psycho guys and we're gonna rank them <laughs> exactly so that's yeah. it chris take a deep breath thank you very much it we'll, does feel good we'll do a mock draft coming up on monday i think yep. right too and so still draft talk to happen and yep. thursday is the draft of course but before we leave one more piece of news we've got to get your opinion on yeah because uh this is uh, this is a quarterback news in the nfl with the 49ers your favorite team outside of the new york giants that's right um the report is that the 49ers are fielding trade calls on trey lance so this is ian rapaport that says, quote, sources, the 49ers have received inquiries from several teams looking into a potential trade for former number three pick quarterback Trey Lance. The conversations have been the result of San Francisco fielding the calls, not making them, with teams aware that Brock Purdy is likely the future starter. While no trade is imminent, and the 49ers would almost certainly want to make sure Brock Purdy's rehab continues to go as smoothly as it has been going, the interest from other teams in Lance has been there. So what's your first reaction to hearing uh, Ian's report? I'm not shocked. I mean, I really thought – I mean, I, I said at the Super Bowl to people in the, Matt Mayako in San Francisco that, that I think trading Trey Lance could be a thing this offseason. Not because I knew anything or because I know Trey Lance, just because of the optics around the situation lent itself to us thinking that. Like, okay, they got their guy. They like him, you know. By all due accounts, it seems like, you know – it just hasn't worked with Trey Lance. There's questions or, you know, maybe it's one of those things where, again, it's like we talk about sometimes. He just needs a new start, a new – there's been too much pressure and conversation around him from the get-go there. That's tough to overcome. So I'm not surprised to hear this. When they signed Sam Darnold, I really thought, well, they signed Sam Darnold to be the backup for Brock Purdy. That's really what I thought of. And, yeah, I'm sure he'll battle it out with Trey Lance and whatever else. But at the very least, they know, wait, wait, Sam Darnold's played. He knows how to play, and we're safe there. And then hopefully Trey can come along. But I'm not surprised that we're hearing this. And, again, he was in a, in a draft where there was other teams that liked him. So, yeah, does you know a team that has a need at that position, what would they give up? I don't know. I don't think it's going to be any high draft pick. It's going to be a mid-round pick at the very best. And, yeah, you're taking a little risk, right? You're losing another quarterback, so now you only have Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold. Yeah. Which way I think if they traded Trey Lance, they'd have to sign probably another veteran guy, 
or maybe they draft a guy later on, later rounds. I mean, it says that they got to make sure that Brock Purdy is doing okay. What I, I mean, you have heard some reports out there. Maybe this will be a longer injury for Brock Purdy. Yeah. Who knows when he can come back? Or, I don't know when they're going to know that. Like, exactly. You know, that's that's the so that's what you, I would question. How right. do you make a move unless you're confident that? Like you mentioned, you can sign another veteran, and that Sam Darnold is can good enough early on. I, that that would be my two cents. You know, I know Shanahan likes Sam Darnold coming out in the draft. I do know that. You know, I think he said that even when he was talking to the owners. I think it's as a guy that he believes in a little bit. I think he's a little bit of a guy that he goes. He's been in some really messed up situations. This is the best situation he's been in, and I think I can get the best out of him. So we'll see where it goes. But uh, I don't know. When it's all said and done, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but I'm not shocked to hear teams calling about him. So let me throw this one at you. Yeah. You got a couple quarterbacks from that draft class that have had trouble sticking with their current teams, yeah. perhaps. So you go, you call up the New York Jets. You go, hey, that, you know that Zach Wilson guy who you've soured on? You know, we've got Trey Lance um, who we've soured on. Yeah. Let's just, you know, swap one for one. You know, failed quarterback prospect for failed quarterback prospect. I, I You know, listen, I think there's less questions about Zach Wilson than there is Trey Lance. So that'd be the first thing I'd say. Like the Jets might not want to do that. I, I, I mean, a little. I'd have a little questions about that, you know. And then, like, hey, I'm not Kyle Shanahan. I can't devise this crazy offense to make Trey Lance work, right? I, it's, it's, that's, so that's where I don't see it, you know. And Zach Wilson, you know, despite what people up here in New York think, people still look at that and go, that was a messed up situation. You know, I think I could work with that guy. Like, I, like I have a chance with him. I think he's still viewed as that in the NFL. And I think that's why the Jets would probably be scared to trade him because they'd go, well, we've seen a few things in practice and a few things in a game that uh, could be scary if we trade him. Uh, I think they want him to work Especially and develop the, that way. Kyle in San Francisco oh, makes exactly him look like right. a Hall of There's Famer in year too. one. Well, that, that too. <laughs> um, but, you know, when I hear the Trey Lance thing, I think the biggest thing I think, I yeah. think of two teams right away. Always heard Atlanta was hot on him coming out in the draft. And then Rand Carthon, who left the 49ers front office to become the GM of the Tennessee Titans, right? He was there in San Fran. Mm. I don't know if he was the part of the contingent that liked Trey Lance or not, but I, I obviously do think about his name. You know what I do give the 49ers a lot of credit, yeah. on, and they've done this for years since Kyle's been there and John Lynch has been there, is that they're, they're okay to like They don't double down. That's right. They're like, we, we spent two first-round picks on them. Yeah. We saw it with Trey Sermon. It was a high pick for a running back, and it was just like, you know what? We messed up, Yeah. and he's not what we thought he was, right. and we're going to move on. That's right. That's right. I, I love them for that, too. I think it's, res- it, it's, it's New England-y that way. That's where New England is, too. New England, like, they hit a certain point. They're like, I don't, I don't care how much money we gave them and where we drafted them. We just it ain't gonna work. We gotta move on. Don't worry about yeah. We're gonna get made fun of in the newspaper tomorrow. Yeah. So what? It'll the next day everybody will forget and we'll move on with life. And yeah, I think a lot of teams get themselves in trouble because of the the politics and the propaganda and how it's gonna look. And they hang on to a guy or a few guys or whatever else because they don't want it to get bad press. Yeah. And then you go okay yeah you didn't get bad press but your team's bad next year and now you're fired. So that's bad. Yeah. Instead of just like taking the bad press for a few days and then making your team better well so the hard part is that for some coaches and gms are going to get fired either way it's exactly like you, right the only way you're not going to get fired is if you figure out a way to make it work a with drastic, that player yeah, right and right. so i think it's why it's like you talk about the stability of a team and when they gave kyle a five-year deal or whatever six-year deal when he came over there that's why that stuff's important yes. because then it it, it lets him work you're gonna right. you're gonna miss on guys there's gonna be boss it's, it's gonna happen to everyone and so if you've got some security in your job you can quickly move on you, you can't team. win in that conversation anyways i go to the gym and people tell me about joe douglas all the time oh 
Zach Wilson. Uh, who's the other one? Who's the other first rounder that they always bring? Oh, Makai Becton, right? Who's actually awesome, just can't stay healthy, right? Yeah. I mean, but oh, how many draft picks are we going to waste, right? That's what I hear. And I'm going to go, I don't know. I just see one of the best rosters in football, but you sure, those two were not great picks. Great. But what, what are we talking about? Yeah. And it's just it's constant with that crap. So you can't win no matter what, to your point almost. All right. All right. We did it. That's it. We it was did almost do it. two hours. We, but I it say wasn't. We. we. We did it. You we know, did. 180 players, you know, 200, you're whatever my it is. Beacon. You're my support guy. <laughs> you're my yes. homie. You're my buddy. You yeah. send me nice, encouraging text messages Try a lot. To. So you're always, you're, we did do it. Keep we it did. Positive. We did. Yeah. You kept it positive. All right, everybody. You know where to find us. Monday, yep, we'll do mock, mock drafts. I'm sure Ahmed will have some creative angle to bring to the table as well on Monday. A mock of a mock draft. And then uh, subscribe, rate, review. we got a full week next week. You know, all draft stuff, all week. we got it all going on. You know where to find us. Subscribe, rate, review. Ahmed, you the man. Thanks for driving the ship. Peace out, homies. Have a good weekend. Enjoy 420. Now I have to decide whether I want to come to work tomorrow. Puff, puff, give, mofo. See ya. Clap it up. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.